Welcome back, everybody, to Thanks for Your Concern. You're here with Ella. And I'm Bernice. What's up, party people? Oh, my God. What a week. What a week it has been. I can't believe it's been another week. Time's just going by so fast. Like, I don't know when this started happening. I, I don't get it. But, like, here we are another week. Ella, how you been? I've been thriving. I've been doing great. But, no, time has been flying by. My aunt called me, and she was like, hey, hey, like I'm in town. I was like, oh, I don't think you were supposed to be in town until the 10th. And she was like, it's the 10th, baby girl. And I was like, I thought it was like the fifth. I am behind. But I've been doing really great. So my newest life thing, this is going to sound so weird to people and people are gonna be like, this bitch is crazy. But it's kind of an inside joke between like me, my roommate and my boyfriend about how like I believe I truly believe this, that if I had put my mind to it, I could have been in the Olympics. Okay, like if I put my mind to it in like the eighth grade, I think I could have made it. Right. And I think that's for anybody. Right. But so we've been watching the Olympics and I'm like, Ella, maybe next year, like, you know, maybe 2024 (laughs) is your year. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to just start living my life as if I was an Olympic athlete and making really good decisions for like my health and wellness. And I've been killing it. I've been meeting PRs. I've been eating healthy. I haven't been drinking in like weeks. So I'm thriving. I absolutely love that for you. Um, You know, the Olympics remind me of a time in my life where I wanted to be an Olympian. I also mm-hmm. thought it could happen. You know, I did start gymnastics a little later in my life. I thought I could get past the hump. Uh, No, it's impossible. See, for me, like, did I ever think I was going to be Simone Biles? No, that was not in the cards. <laughs> I was thinking more like track and field, which oh. I did do cross country. And like my cross country coach was like, you should really do track because you're a really good sprinter and I was like no I'm gonna be in high school musical too on stage and I like regret that decision <laughs> but <laughs> hindsight's 2020 <laughs> dude I mean that musical is great that musical is great I would have definitely tried to go for Sharpay she had the best role in that film I, I went for Sharpay it did not work for me they were not they weren't feeling a black Sharpay yet it was not 2021 Damn. (laughs) Also, I can't sing for shit. Well, I'll give them a little bit of credit. I love that. How about you? How have you been? I've been good. You know, logistically, like, I thought New York through, yes. But, like, did I think everything through? No, because I think if I thought everything through, I probably wouldn't have moved here. Right. So, just, like, you know, things come up. And as they come up, you get to kind of deal with them. And you're like, oh, well, that's just something I'm going to have to deal with. Like, you know, whenever I go home. Like it's going to be like two to three hundred dollars to go home, like to Seattle Mm -hmm. or to literally go fucking anywhere. Yeah. So, you know, I yeah, there's some things coming up that I'm like, oh, yeah, I am truly alone here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, am I alone alone? No, like I know, like I can call people and everything. But like, it's difficult to move to a place where you don't know pretty much anybody. You don't really have a support system. All your friends are like back home. Like, you know, I know they like people mean well when they call me and they're like partying together but like mm. I can't help myself I saw a fucking bowling and I, I don't know like I don't know why maybe it's because like I have such bad fucking FOMO that like literally mm-hmm. waterworks waterworks coming out my friends 
my face and like overall I just like miss people but it's been good I I'm probably like in a re- I'm in a really good like mental and like physical spot right now like I've been going to the gym so much turns out when you have no friends you can yeah. actually make it to the gym every day <laughs> I feel that <laughs> Well, keep with it. You're doing, you know, you're doing things that a lot of people wouldn't do. And like, I know a lot of people are like, I would never do that. It's like, yeah, well, because some a lot of people don't. They always dream of it. So you're living out a lot of people's dreams. So that's something to hold on to. Live in the dream. Should we get started? We should get fucking started. Here we go. All right, you guys, I we're having a really great episode and we're just going to talk about how you should like never apologize. And of course, (laughs) there's some times when you should apologize. But again, we're just focusing on that in society. I feel like especially as women or people of color, they always have to apologize for things. And like, I'm really bad at this. And I've just been like seeing some things online where I was like, I need to talk about times we shouldn't be apologizing. Yeah, I definitely resonate with this topic because I think there are things you shouldn't have to apologize for. You know, one of them is like making people like uncomfortable when they they initiate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but should we just like jump right into it? I know we have like some talking points. Uh, so the first one would be like having standards. I don't think you should ever have to apologize for your stance. I agree agree and I think that you know your standards as far as it comes to you know this could go for dating and friendships and just relationships in general but definitely when it comes to relationships like you need to set your own like bare minimums and stick to them and I feel like the reason I thought about this is like this woman was basically talking about how like you know I like to date a man with like a stable job and you know and then people in the comments were like you're fucking gold digging hoe and she's like no I just like kind of want to date someone that has a job and like the amount of hate she got I was like let me tell you I've dated men who haven't have been broke boys and it's really not that fun like you know like obviously they don't need to be Mr. Moneybags out here and I don't expect to be taken care of but it does really suck when you have more money than somebody else and then you just have to be like okay either do I have to pay for us to do things or do we just not do things? Yeah, I also like my love language is gift giving. And I like not that I expect to receive something back, but like it would be nice. <laughs> I like to be treated. And I think with that, it doesn't just it's not just about money. Oh, to for be sure. Honest. Like, yes. Like, I think there's a lot of people out there that don't have that much of ambition. And that's okay. If you want to be a teacher for the rest of your life, if you want to be one position for the rest of your life, that's fucking cool for you. Personally, different story, you know? Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like I'm more attracted to people that have more ambitions, that are more driven because they're like me. And and I also think that sometimes, like, I see girls who – I don't want to say, like, settle on their morals, but I feel like sometimes they're like, oh, you know, there's a lot of backlash for women who be like, yeah, no, I wouldn't date a fucking Republican, right? 
Right. And I don't think you should have to apologize for that. Never. You should never have to apologize for and, not wanting to date a Republican. I'm with you. And, you know, and it goes along with, like, don't apologize for not settling. You know, so if there's a man that does not meet up to your standards, don't be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, ew. no, it's OK that you don't like him and that he doesn't meet your standards. Like, obviously, you wanted him to. But if he doesn't get up On and go, next, baby. you're going to save yourself so next. much heartache from not apologizing for someone else you know I agree and I think this one also goes along with like not apologizing for setting boundaries Mm -hmm. like if you already know you don't fuck with something and you have let somebody know you do not have to apologize for that that that's just you being who you are yeah and I think that people feel so uncomfortable with like setting boundaries or you know telling someone like oh hey you don't meet my standards and that could be a standard on how you want to be treated like hey I have this boundary that I do not want you to cross and they'll be like oh I'm sorry like I either have to and they have to feel like they have to be apologetic for enforcing their boundaries and like it's like no don't apologize for that like if someone's treating you like shit don't apologize from taking a step back right I think that that like for me a big one once I exited college was I was really about like equal energy from men Mm. and my thing with equal energy just means that We don't have to like, I don't need you to be obsessed with me. Like, that's not really what it is. But like, if I'm putting in a certain amount of effort, I would like that returned. So for instance, if I return your text messages, but if I text you and I don't know when I'm going to hear from you again, like that's not equal energy. Or if like I'm the only person that makes initiative to see you, like that's not equal energy. And I used to feel so bad because I'm like, oh, they're a nice guy. But like, I don't know. I just things aren't going the way that I wanted. But now I'm like, no, no, that's okay. I'm not going to apologize for letting this nice guy down when he's not giving me what I need. Yeah, and I think this is with anything, right? Like, it's not just, like, in a in a romantic relationship. This can also be, like, be with friends. I've been in a lot of situations with friends that I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm giving a lot of energy into this friendship that I'm just not getting back. And setting up boundaries with friends, I think this was something that I really worked on once I, like, started going to therapy and just, like, communicating my feelings and communicating the fact that it's, like, when I give you certain things or when I ask a certain way I also expect like that respect that consideration back in back in the friendship that you give me and it's not in any way to like call you out for being a bad friend or anything but like that's the type of friend I am and that's the type of friendship I want to receive yes for me another one with having standards comes when like when people tell you like oh you're taking it too seriously you know when like Mm -hmm. someone says something that rubs you the wrong way and like you stand up to it because it's your life it's your values it's your authenticity not Mm -hmm. to want to say something and they're like like it was just a joke or whatever and I'm like well regardless if it's a joke or not like I'm not vibing with it yeah I love that I think I mean a lot of people masquerade a joke as a microaggression or straight up as bigotry Mm -hmm. And I don't vibe with that. And I think a lot of time people are like, oh, you're too serious. It's really honestly funny because I get this a lot when people don't know that like I'm a stand up comedian. So like out of anyone, I love a good joke. But people who might not know that about me and I'll like call someone out like, hey, that's kind of fucked up. Like you just made a joke that demeaned this whole group of people. And they're like, oh, like you can't take a joke. Like, you know, you don't know how like you and it's obvious. I'm not going to say. A woman has never said this to me. It's always a fucking man, but that's like kind of beside the point. But then these men are like, oh my God, you just can't take a joke. Like you're just taking things too seriously. And I'm like, 
I can't take the joke. The stand-up comedian can't take a joke. Well, let me just like hit you with a little bit of real real. That was <laughs> not a joke. It didn't have a right. setup. It didn't have a punchline. You just literally said something fucked up. And because you're like, I have a dark sense of humor. You think you can get away with it? No. Like, racism yeah. is dark, but only, but not when you're the oppressor, bro. Like, you can't make fucking racist statements as the oppressor and be like, I was just fucking joking about oppression. It's like, shut the fuck up. I'm going to call you out. It is that serious. Yeah, for real. And this, like, kind of reminds me of um, the book I read, Minor Feelings. I have mentioned it before, but... One of the things with minor feelings is like you being uncomfortable in a certain situation when there are like microaggressions or like things that are embedded within like racism or any ism really. And either like you say something and then people like blame you for making like for like messing up the mood or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like I have been in situations like that before because you know me, a bitch will say something like Uh (laughs) there's nothing. There's nobody. Sometimes when I meet new people, obviously I feel them out. If I'm in an environment, I don't know. I will let one or two things slide. But other than that, like I'm in there. I'm in there. I'm start, start speaking my, my fucking feelings and sometimes they're like yeah you're just like really ruined the mood by saying that and it's like oh when I just pointed out the obvious like I'm in a white space he said something that what had like racist undertones like sorry for ruining the mood but what the fuck was I gonna do just let him like let, continue fostering this type of environment yeah. like nah nah I think it's really interesting when people are like, oh, you're ruining the mood by pointing out a problematic (laughs) thing that someone else said. And it's like, actually, you should talk to your homeboy because he's ruining the mood. He's really cock blocking all of you because I'm questioning all of your guys' fucking morals and values now. So you should talk to homeboy and get homeboy on board with being (laughs) a better human being if you don't want to ruin the vibe. Yeah. (laughs) People are so funny. I think another thing that you should never apologize for and is like walking away. I think sometimes there's like situations where doctor, well, whatever. It's called like the get up and go. Like sometimes you just have to get up and leave a situation. And that might be like not like actually leaving a situation. And it might be literally leaving the situation. And I feel like, you know, there's been times where I've been put in like icky situations with friends, you know, where I just was like, I don't like where I'm at right now. Like whether it's like at the end of the night at some dude's house that I don't know or like whatever like don't apologize for like walking away and just removing yourself from like either an unsafe situation or a situation that makes you uncomfortable yeah I think this this one's something that I need to practice because there's been so many times where I like walk into spaces that I'm just like the vibes they're Mm -hmm. not great I shouldn't be here but I feel like bad or like my friends are like oh no like come on we really want you to stay but when I know deep in my core this is a bad fucking idea this is not a good look for me and yeah I I think I need to be a little more unapologetic about that and definitely learning how to just be like I'm good (laughs) I'm an uber I'm I'm bad about this about like when I like really want to leave a space like like just leave a bar you know like I'm just fucking tired I'm over it and it's like oh well I don't want to be the one person that just leaves so that's something I'm working on is like you know if I want to leave at 
midnight and not last call, that's okay. Because I have such a hard time being like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm sorry I'm leaving. Like, because I hate not being the fun one and like the one that, you know, the ride or die. But I think it's okay to walk away when it's time to end the night. Yeah. Or when you don't want to be in a situation. Yeah. I think like there has been situations where the people I'm with have escalated the situation. And instead of me just like staying because I don't know, like sometimes you think you're being a good friend by staying. Mm -hmm. But then really your presence in the situation just makes it a bigger situation. Yeah, I think that and just, you know, I've also in times where it's like, I came to either like a party or like a, you know, any event. And I thought I was going to be A and it ends up being B. I think it should be okay if to walk away. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think your friend set you up on purpose, but I think that if <laughs> you feel set up, don't just stay there being pissed off that you're like, God damn it. Like, da 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 da. It's like, you always have, you can always leave, you know? And I think sometimes you end up harboring bad feelings for your friends because you end up like staying in a situation you didn't want to be in because you just were like, too afraid to say like hey I'm gonna leave now definitely I have yeah. looked back at moments when I'm like this could have been avoided if I had left when I originally wanted to exactly all right another one I think that you should never have to apologize for is showing your emotions yep showing your emotions and also like expressing your feelings about how someone made you feel I never think you should apologize there's definitely a way to go about it to get like the best result but yeah you should never be upset or someone shouldn't be upset at you for sharing their emotions I think this one also comes with like gaslighting because I have been in situations where like I feel like I'm being vulnerable and like obviously like I'm a passionate person I've experienced trauma some that I'm still dealing with sometimes when I speak about it I get or like things that trigger me you know I get like upset and people are like oh my god like why are you crying or like why is she crying or whatever and it's like I get to be upset Mm -hmm. it's my shit it's not yours like this is literally in no way shape or form affecting you or your life yeah not everyone is like the same with expressing their emotions so I think sometimes people just like don't understand where you're coming from not you specifically but like people in general they don't understand Mm -hmm. how other people are coming from because they deal with emotions very differently uh so i would say like if you're a friend that maybe like you know i have a couple friends that are a little bit cold killers if you will (laughs) show no emotions show no emotions if you're that type of friend like you know put a little bit more effort into validating people's feelings and knowing that it's not personal i think that a lot of times people take things super personally when you're sharing their emotions or they get really defensive is a thing that people do because they're like not willing to because maybe their intentions are good you know I think this one also goes with like toxic masculinity like I love when a man can show ranges of emotion yeah I would Um, agree yeah I know that there's still it's crazy to think that there's still people like that are trying to uphold like toxic traits that it's like men can't cry or whatever but like obviously I don't hang out with people like that But yeah, I think anybody should be able to show their emotions. I would throw back to our episode with Ross, the therapist, and he talked about a lot about how men have a hard time showing emotions. And I think that, you know, this kind of connects back to our first thing about having standards and like showing your emotions. Like you should definitely be around people where you feel like you can share your emotions without getting shut down. So if you ever feel like someone's consistently shutting you down and You've talked to them about it like, hey, you know, it feels very invalidating when I'm trying to share my emotions and you just completely shut me down. If they continue to do that, like that might be something that you might have to walk away from. 
it's kind of all connect in a way but sharing emotions is really valid yeah and i think with that like you're allowed to also be selfish you know like don't apologize mm-hmm. for being selfish and looking out for you and prioritizing yourself and your mental health i you know this was one that i've kind of figured out later in life because i would say like i'm definitely like a yes person i try to accommodate as much as i can and i remember in one situation my friend was telling me I was being selfish for not going on a trip but that whole (laughs) the situation surrounding it was like it was finals week I didn't have any money and it was very important to them that I was there but like for me it made absolutely no sense and I think it was the first time where I really sat down and thought you know what it's okay to be selfish and that didn't come that was when I was like 24 or something so until I was 24 I saw being selfish as such a bad thing as being like a really bad trait and obviously there's like a point of being selfish where you're not thinking about the people around you you know and like that's Mm -hmm. not the best but it you know if you're thinking like oh my god I'm being so selfish think about it if this is hurting your if this is going to hurt you or your mental health or like your long long long-term goals it's okay to be a little bit selfish and it's really hard because I feel like once you like kind of leave the nest of your parents household you're kind of the only person looking out for you and your own best interests. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a little different because like when I was living with my parents, like I had somebody on my ass all the fucking time. So I didn't really need to be selfish because my parents like looked out for my own interests. I mean, this one's a little deep, but with essentially like having a parent that wasn't really in my life, I came to an age where I had to choose whether I really wanted a relationship with a parent that was shitty, you know, mm-hmm. that was that honestly any type of interaction I had with them wasn't really the best and it didn't bring any anything positive to my life and you know I talked about this with a therapist and I figured out my feelings about it I came to the conclusion like I don't really owe this person anything other than like bringing me to earth which like it wasn't that great I don't know but for me and my mental health and my well-being like I can choose to just like have a very cordial relationship with this person not really get into anything like and that was yeah some people might have seen like you don't want to have a relationship with your mom and it's like no bro like and I don't really have to explain myself in that Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day like I'm prioritizing me and believe me like she's prioritized herself too so ain't no shade in this game yeah I think that's really hard because you know obviously that's a very hard decision and that's you know a decision you hope other people don't have to make but having someone in your life if they're not adding value value to you as a person it's okay to not have that person around anymore. You don't have to completely cut them out or completely, Mm -hmm. but you can definitely take a step back from the relationship. And I think sometimes with relationships, it's like you really love someone and you want it to work, but if it's not working for you, you got to make the best decision for you. Yeah, I agree. And with being selfish, it also comes with like saying no. And this could be like to anything, right? And I think a big one is like with working. I have been in a lot of team situations. And some people are so bad at saying no. And they're like out here working like I I like shit you not. Somebody told me that they pulled like two all nighters to get work done. And I was like, girl, this is a salary based job. You're not getting paid OT. What are you doing? I'm like, why would you ever prioritize anything over your sleep Mm -hmm. and your well-being and literally life, bro? Like, you need to reprioritize here. You need to, like, take a chill pill. Like, nothing is 
that important. Literally nothing is that important. Nobody is going to die. Nothing is going to be broken. Nothing is going yeah. to like whatever it is, it can wait until tomorrow. Make sure that you are taking care of yourself. This goes ties back into the never apologizing for saying no. If your boss is making an unreasonable request and you feel like, oh my God, you feel very stressed and panicked about saying no. I think you have to like do a two part think about this. It's like one, is this pressure I'm putting on myself? Like, have I ever said no mm-hmm. to my boss? And two, is this just a toxic work environment? Because I right. used to never say no because like two years ago when I started this job, I would never say no. I would do whatever, work whatever hours, yada, yada, yada. And then I just started saying no. And like, I'm, st- I still have my job because most healthy work <laughs> environments do not expect you to pull all nighters, do not expect you to yeah. work over 55 hours a week. So, but if those are the expectations of your job and you're not being compensated, then that's like a toxic work environment and walking away from that work environment don't apologize for that either, you know? I have a friend who's kind of dealing with something like that. And they were basically saying that the environment in their company was like, people don't take PTO. People like are literally there all day. Like, I just think like, why would you want to continue that, right? Like by you agreeing, mm-hmm. you are continuing this cycle where people are essentially forced to keep working when you don't really have to, right? If you start saying no, then maybe other people are going to start saying, no yes inspire be a leader it's a crazy like i feel like a lot of people they have these work environments where people are like work hard play hard but they are working 60 hours a week and i'm like when do you play hard what hours of the day (laughs) like i it doesn't it's not clicking for me and i think saying no just like applies to all facets of your life no is a complete sentence so you don't have to like justify why you're saying no to someone definitely there's like a level of professionalism but like if a family member asks for a favor that is a big ask and you don't have the time for it saying no is okay i feel like that's a hard one for me or also just like if you don't want to go on a date with a guy no is okay just get comfortable in saying no because I think if you practice saying no you get better at it going a little deeper into like requests from men like I know so many people that have a hard time saying no when like a like a boy is in their space mm-hmm. and they really want them to leave and they keep like trying to just engage there has to be a moment like I'm definitely the type of girl that has seen these situations and I'm like she doesn't want you go away like no no just no yeah and obviously that like that comes with like a little courage but yeah. maybe like practice it on other people like if you know that you get in those situations where you're uncomfortable saying no sometimes it can be really uncomfortable because you don't really know what the man's reaction is going Mm -hmm. to be but from my experience the more firm and aggressive you are with your no they will back off and if they try to do something like if you feel uncomfortable obviously like tell your friend you say no together you leave the area unfortunately I don't know what it is up with in like a man's brain but like a "Mm, I'm okay no it's very different than no thank you have a good night bye they interpret no as maybe most of the time unless you're very firm and clear i see it with my friends where someone will ask them for a drink and they'll be like i don't know maybe later and then try to ignore them and i'm like no that motherfucker is gonna come back yeah yeah he's lurking he's lurking answer girl like you need to make it clear because um maybe later he'll be here eight minutes eight and a half (laughs) five depending on how drunk he is but if you say no i'm just hanging out with my friends have a good night please leave me alone or literally just no or just no that's a lot more clear 
<laughs> the worst. I know men are, are the worst. Garbage fire. All right. So I think with not apologizing, I also want to touch on like what it means to be unapologetic, right? Because I think like this is something that that can be looked at someone as like a positive trait. Like they're so unapologetically themselves. Mm-hmm. However, unapologetic, being unapologetic doesn't apply to when you're being problematic. Right. An example. I don't know if people know the company Dollskill. They're a fast fashion retailer now. Back in the day when I was a youngin and they had just started their company, I was really into them because they had weird shit and I like to wear weird mm-hmm. shit. However, they have literally like their whole mantra is like they're unapologetic. You know, they use like swear words within their brand. Mm-hmm. Like that's their whole thing. However, they fucking, they're stupid as fuck. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> there's a white girl running it and she decided I guess it was okay to sell like like headdresses like Native American headdresses for these hosts to wear at festivals Mm -hmm. now anybody with two brain cells knows that that's not cool okay and obviously people like they have had other instances where of cultural appropriation or literally just like offensive and And stealing small creators stuff yeah Yeah, they're they're a repeat offender yeah and people call them out on it essentially their customer bases and their response is like well we're just like that's our brand we're unapologetic basically we're not gonna say fucking sorry about it that's that's not what don't do that yes <laughs> don't fucking do that i don't buy from dole's kill anymore because no. i literally like i'm like bro like accountability like just a little accountability like you can be unapologetic when there are justifiable things about your values but like this this isn't even your culture this isn't even your values motherfucker <laughs> i think like being unapologetic and what I see it as and like never to apologize, like never apologize for like taking up space. I think like sometimes right. I mean, I remember the first time it was in the ninth grade and this guy was like, you're really intimidating. Right. And I would not define myself as intimidating at all. But I think in retrospect, it's like you're an aggressive person. You say what you want and that's it. And that's not the norm or what he was used to for women or women of color whatever and I think there's a lot of people who it's like the way you want to express yourself you can be completely unapologetic for um if you want to dress how you want to dress do your makeup how you want to do your makeup wear makeup don't wear makeup say the say fuck don't say fuck like that's the things to be unapologetic for Mm -hmm. as long as it's not impacting anybody's life negatively like do you baby girl Mm -hmm. or baby boy or whoever is listening to the podcast I know that they're one example I think that kind of goes along with this is I was hanging out with some people and they started calling like the girls I was with like aggressive right which as we know like Mm, yeah as as a trait ladies shouldn't be aggressive and I got so defensive I was literally like, she can be whoever she wants to be. She can act however she wants to act because this girl was like, oh my god, am I am I being aggressive? Like, like basically, like she didn't like know mm-hmm. that she was being aggressive. So she was like apologizing for it, and I'm like, don't fucking apologize for being yourself. Like, if he doesn't like it, or maybe if he was joking or whatever, like, bye. Hit the road, Jack. <laughs> Get out of here. You don't bud. want an aggressive woman. Okay, you're at the wrong place, the wrong time, the wrong time era. Exactly. I know. People are so, like, stuck. I'm like, are you guys... You I don't know what's clicking. <laughs> take, take, take. Like, hey, we're allowed to say no. We're allowed to have standards. We're not apologizing for being ourselves. Like, this is not... I know. I watch, like, you know, 
Bridgerton or whatever because I rewatch that shit all the time because it brings me serotonin. And it's like, bro, this is how people want women to act. Like they did in like the 1800s where like they're only, they had to like, you know, they had to be attached to a man. They had to shut the fuck up. They didn't have any fucking choice. It was up to their older brother and their fucking dad on their future. And it's like, that's, (laughs) people talk about women the same fucking way and it's 2021. Blows my mind. This is kind of unrelated, but on the same note, I've been seeing a lot of the boys that I used to have crushes on, like growing up, like aesthetic is white, basic was good at sports. All right. Mm -hmm. That was the aesthetic. And all of them are like now engaged to like tiny white girls. Like your girl never stood a fucking chance. But (laughs) points of being is that they're literally married. And I I just like have thought about that so many times and being like, in what? Like my my little girl self thought like that was going to be my life. I know. know what I mean? Like, and now looking back at it I'm like that would have just never been enough when I was younger I really wanted to like be a mom and have kids and be married and like I was obsessed with weddings and now like I'm like 27 and it's like it's funny because first of all I didn't realize the worth of money so I used to get this wedding magazine and my mom would buy it for me and I would just like put down, you know, the tabs of all these wedding dresses and I'm looking back and I'm like, bitch, did you know how much $60,000 was? Like these dresses are insane. Like I literally wanted like a million dollar wedding and now I'm like, bro, I would never use money like that. That's fucking insane. Yeah. I definitely used to think a lot about not meeting the standards that were set upon me that I was never going to meet, especially like with my family and stuff like that. I think it also goes part into like not being sorry for being selfish, but like, nah, bro, like the whole kids, the whole marriage, the whole traditional lifestyle, like that was just never, it's never going to be me. And I feel very unapologetic about it, actually. (laughs) To the point where some of my family think it's problematic. Never apologize. I'm probably not going to have kids because I want to see the fucking world. And that's my manifesto at the moment. <laughs> Love that. I also want to see the world before it completely turns to shit. I already missed the fucking Great Barrier Reef. I just don't, you know, what's next? <laughs> what else? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plugs of the week. So my plug of the week is a book called Infinite Country, a novel by Patricia Ingle. And she is Colombian and she writes kind of mirroring not her exact experience, but um, the experience in Colombia when she was growing up. I It's a really short read. It's a five hour audiobook, and I'm kind of enthralled. I have not finished it, but I just was like, oh, my God, this is I haven't been able to put it down. So go check that out. You can get it at the library because fuck Amazon. That's my plug of the week. Okay, my plug of the week goes to, I'm going to butcher this, it's either kindred.us, but it's spelled like K-N-R-D.us. And they're just like, she sells these amazing earrings. They are huge. Like, they're these big, colorful earrings. I love a statement piece. Um, it is black owned and they're literally just like really cool earrings overall and they're lightweight. Um, they look amazing. Definitely, you know, we don't love any basic host style out here. We want to be colorful. We want to take up space. So definitely check them out. All right. Those are the plugs of the week. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening this week. I had fun. I had a great um, time. <laughs> Please come back next week. We are going to be doing soon an episode on reality TV. And I want to know what you're watching. I want to know 
what shows you're binging, what shows you don't like, problematic ideas you think of. I don't know, whatever. Just like send it in. We would like love your input. And as always, please subscribe rate and review the podcast it helps us out a lot you can find us on social media at thanks the number for your concern on instagram and my personal if you want to creep it's at ella l tutor and mine is at berenice diaz all right have a great week we'll see you here next wednesday bye, bye.